The Stage Door Show. Celebrating the independent artist. With Dave Hondell and Tom Klein. Hey everybody, welcome to The Stage Door tonight. Uh, very excited to uh, be with Tom Klein in Florida. And we got our special guests here, Mike Boba and Mark Price. Thanks. Uh, welcome to the show, guys. Also in Florida. Oh, oh are you in Florida? Oh, Florida? You? I am. I'm oh, in nice. Uh, Ormond by the sea, not far from Daytona or August. Yeah. No, I know. I, I'm nice. I know. Well, I'm, a, I'm an hour and 40 minutes from you right now. I used to work over there. Very cool. So we're, we're neighbors. Mm. <laughs> yeah, kind of, sort of. You're in driving distance. Like if I had to work, I'll, that's as far as I'll go. Hour 40, that's it for me. Right. Um, but it's, it's a beautiful little town. Are you like walking distance over to the Atlantic? Indeed, just about a block. And I just kind of fell into this. I was on the road when everything got crazy, and I ended up just staying because, uh, frankly, because it's so nice here. I, I felt beautiful. safer here than I did in the city of L.A. Mm. Yeah, it's yeah. nice there. L.A. is holding up well compared to New York. But, yeah, Ormond, I'm guessing number of deaths is like zero. or Thankfully, thankfully, L.A. is holding up. But I didn't know what would happen next there. I thought yeah. maybe the whole city would implode. But I'm glad it's hanging on good. Absolutely. I think we all are. Yeah, they're they're actually a really nice example of. Uh, I, I guess the governor's done a great job of kind of locking it down for considering all things considered. You know. Yeah, for sure. And what do you think about here in Florida? Uh, Miami didn't go well, <laughs> but uh, outside of Miami, right now we seem to be doing pretty good you know uh, yeah again, but they're opening almost. everything back up again Won't that change well that's anymore? a little scary i'm, I'm actually yeah. staying inside <laughs> i'm gonna let everybody else run out um and i did a thing on facebook to me everybody running out are like the red shirts on star trek like <laughs> you, guys, <laughs> you guys may not make it yeah well mike mike and uh mark you know you guys are longtime friends and i know you guys toured toured together uh a lot and uh, i know last time we had uh, mike on the show mark uh, he told us some really crazy stories about staying in <laughs> motel fives and uh, all kinds of really cool things they didn't leave the light on for you well uh mike knows that if uh, somebody else is paying for the room then you know sky's the limit <laughs> right. yeah. when it's me we've tried to go for the, the least i actually prefer I, he knows this i prefer a motel Mm -hmm. with a door that opens outside okay. versus, uh, versus a, a fancier hotel where you're on the third floor and the window doesn't open right. or the 15th floor and the window doesn't open. Right. Those kind of places aren't as good to me as ones where you have a door that opens and you don't even have to take your stuff in from the car. The car becomes the suitcase. Right. <laughs> and, the, and the reason the windows don't open is somebody like Mark can't jump to his death. That's what <laughs> There you go, yeah. <laughs> it's wow. <laughs> but, uh, now what's really funny is uh, you know I, I picked I picked Mark up when Mark first came into town. Like we our first gig was in Oswego, uh, New York. It was uh, it was Halloween night, and uh, that's when the tour started. And so I, I'm expecting to pick Mark up at a fancy hotel. And Mark's like <laughs> a, he's like at a Super Eight or something like that. I'm like, where are you, man? He's like, I'm at the Super Eight. I'm like, get the heck out of here, right? It just surprised me. But you know, Mark Mark does the. Uh, he does like those hotels. We did stay at a super rate when we were down towards New York City, but I like the fancier hotels. I just like, you know, all the perks and stuff like that, but it is what it is. Life on the road, right now in Florida, I'm, I'm staying at – hold on. I guess that's the, that's the camera. Okay. So I'm, <laughs> I'm staying at – it's a, really it's an old person's little house. Nice. Nice. But I've got the whole old person – look, they've got the old phone. Wow. <laughs> the original. That's, that's, awesome. that's an old person. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm, very, I'm very comfortable. It turns out I'm an old person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, an old Jew. I guess that's it's required by <laughs> So oh, let me ask, because uh, last time we did this with Mike, we kind of caught up on what's happened with him since, you know, everything went into lockdown. But Mark, like, what's your life been? Uh, obviously, you were at Ormond on the beach. Um, just that's it. You just parked it and went. Um, this, this is me for a while. I mean, well, it goes a little further. It goes a little further. The uh, the local radio station and I we teamed up and we started a little bit of a during the lockdown a special show, 
And so I've been on every day at noon from noon to two. <laughs> Seriously. And no, I believe it. It's, it's called Totally Back to the 80s. And it's kind mm. of an escape show. And you can go, can I promote it? Am I allowed to do that? Oh, absolutely. Sure. Of course. Oh, yeah. You go to uh, therockofdaytona.com and you can listen to it live weekdays at noon or they have sample shows up there. Or you go to Alexa or Google and you say, mm. okay, Google, play WROD 104.7. And it does. So it's wow. Word. Wow. WROD. Yeah, that would be easy to remember. Nice. W R O D. It's it's yeah. rock oh, of rod. Daytona. Oh, rod, rod. <laughs> it's rod. Yeah. Rock, rock of Daytona. The Rock of Daytona. Okay. I'm near Daytona Beach. Ormond by the Sea is just two little uh, cities. You know, there's Ormond, and then there's and then uh, Ormond by the Beach. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know yeah. that. I thought it was the Ormond. Spring breaks mm. are in, no, no, no. Know, it's Ormond, and then Ormond by the Beach. It's oh. like a. That's okay. like a mini Ormond. <laughs> So I, I lived in New, I lived in Florida for eight years myself, and we, we went to Daytona quite quite a few times. And I didn't realize there was there was an Ormond by the yeah, beach. Yeah, you gotta go north. Ormond. You gotta go oh, north okay. and a little more north. Uh, okay. Ormond has the PBA golf thing, I think, but Ormond on the beach has Mark, and that's has Mark. <laughs> Which is better? <laughs> I'm not supposed to give away the secret, but really, you keep going, and then there's uh, there's the Flagler Beach. There's the Palm yeah. Co- all of that area is really spectacular. It's, there's a lot of room, and it's real pretty, and I, I like it. I like it. The beach gorgeous. Have you been up to St. Augustine yet? It's just a hop, skip, and a jump. Played there. Just right. There was the last gig I did before everything uh, crushed in. We, we did that the first weekend in March. And then, of course, by the second weekend in March, there was nobody doing anything. <laughs> yeah. The NBA closed. Do you think that was the moment? The moment the NBA stopped, that was it? Everybody was like, oh, man. That, that no, was the I one think – I absolutely, yeah. The minute they went down, it's like, you know, shit just got real. <laughs> the NBA closed. <laughs> that's that's uh, the truth. Wow. You know, uh, Mark, real quick, I, I, I know that um, – you know, you did, you've been doing stand up. I know Mike has told me that you've been doing it since you were nine years old. And I know your, your father was a famous stand up comic. Um, correct. Al Bernie. Yes. And so people are like, who, how is he famous? But he comes from a few generations back. So he was big on the radio in 1940 with Fred Allen and he yeah, had yeah. a show in early television. And he was on with, uh, you know, Ed Sullivan before the Ed Sullivan show was even called the Ed Sullivan show it was called toast wow. of the town with your host. Ed Sullivan, and he was That's on Ed Sullivan. Going way back. Well, he, uh, did we, we're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. <laughs> and so anyway, he was, uh, he was a great uh, pioneer of stand-up. He did so many things the first time anybody ever did them, um, you know, or early on in the game. Like in the 30s, he made a movie because he did impressions. And okay. in the movie, he plays all the different characters in a courtroom, the judge mm. and uh, <laughs> is W.C. Fields and another attorney wow. is, you know, I think the judge is uh, um, Groucho Marx and, you know, he's doing impressions of everybody, but he's playing everybody in the scene and kind of like they've done many times in movies since then with Eddie Murphy or whatever. Right, right. They shoot over people's heads and kind of make it look like it's the back of his head. And anyway, it was amazing from the 30s. Well, I saw I saw in 1990s. Speaking of stand-up comic, I, you were you were in uh, Australia. I want to say in 1990, I saw a clip on YouTube that you were on a show in 1990 and did stand-up, and you were amazing. I mean, you really did a great job, and the, the crowd really loved you. It was a TV show, and I, I don't know the name of the show, but it was uh, it was a great clip. I think it was after Family Ties, and you were doing a tour out there in uh, in Australia. But it was uh, it was a very funny clip. You're telling some, great, from what some I very funny it, stories. It's not on anymore that show, but it was a classic show for many years in Australia. It's called Hey Hey It's Saturday. Hey it's Hey It's Saturday. That's right. Between yeah. Saturday Night Live and Captain Kangaroo, because mm. <laughs> the host was a puppet. And oh, okay. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's very unusual, but, uh, but anyway, they were very nice to me. And, it, it, and when, when you do it, everyone in Australia, at least it used to be this way, it's been a while, um, you go on their TV shows and you're in their newspaper and on their radio and they're all national. Everyone sees the same TV shows and everyone hears the same radio station. Everyone oh, reads wow. the same newspapers. Okay. And so you get into some big stuff PR-wise and you're like an overnight, you know, sensation oh, wow. of all nation. That's nice. really cool. That's really cool. Yeah. I, I, speaking of movies, you're talking about your dad in a movie. And Mike, tell me if you knew this about Mark, uh, and or tell me, Mark, if this is not true. 
You were in a movie called Killer Tomatoes over yeah. France, yeah. Uh, and you played a character who said his name was Michael J. Fox or something like that. What that, the hell was that all about? <laughs> it, it goes even deeper. There was a uh, George Clooney was in the one right before that. I actually took that role over for George Clooney. No joke. He, oh, George wow. Clooney, before he got hot and it was on the R and all that stuff, <laughs> one of the last things he did before he got really big and famous was this uh, Killer Tomatoes movie. Wasn't so there a whole series? Yeah. Killer Tomatoes started, is that uh, like they just kept going with the Killer Tomato thing? I they started that. it out of college. It, it, these San Diego guys, they're really great guys too. And when they did it out of college originally, the first one, no one noticed it. But then there was this thing called the World's Worst Film Festival in New York City. <laughs> and they called them and they said, hey, we want to put the Attack of the Killer Tomatoes in the World's Worst <laughs> Film Festival. And they said, okay, but only if we win. Mm. And they made a deal. They cut a deal. And they won the World's Worst Film Festival. And it, got, it took off from there. And it's been a cult favorite with that crazy song and all that stuff. For years, they played it like Rocky Horror Picture Show at midnight shows and stuff. Oh, that's funny. Silly, silly film. Um, Mike, you know, I know that, uh, you know, during something we were talking about Mark's beard during the COVID-19 quarantine and you have a new parody because those of you who didn't catch our first podcast, Mike is a hilarious parody artist and also a stand-up comic and and he does some really great parodies. So I know, is, is, is it possible we can get you to do the quarantine song? I just want to, I just want to say something about Mark. When, you know, when Mark was here, Mark stayed with us. My, my girl's. My, yeah. my daughters love Mark. They call him Uncle Mark. We renamed the spare room Uncle Mark's room. And <laughs> so, so Mark was showing us, he was showing us clips of the movie, you know, of, uh, of the Killer Tomatoes. Yeah, of the Killer Tomato movie. And my girls were not impressed, you know, but it was, it was quite <laughs> like, what, what is this? But they were impressed with Family Ties, you know, with some of the episodes of Family Ties were like, well, let's get you something a little bit, you know, more right, right. But Yeah, it's pretty funny. That, uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> Well, you have a beautiful family. You have a beautiful family. You're a great family, man, Mike. That's one of the reasons why I love you. <laughs> All right. So you wrote, so, you wrote a song about quarantining with the family? or? Well, I, I, wrote, a, I wrote a song about uh, – it's, it's a parody about, uh, about uh, you know, being quarantined. And what is it now, like day 39 or something? Oh, man. At least. It feels like, it feels like 50. Yeah. So more. I'm thinking about, you know, somebody had told me that one of their friends was not shaving their armpits. One of these – one of their <laughs> – Right. So I'm just thinking, you're like, it's one thing to have a beard. It's another thing to have like armpit hair. Armpit so, hair. So here we go. There's a jungle in armpit tonight. Right. There's a jungle in armpit jungle. You need to shave tonight. You need to shave. You need to shave. You need to shave. You need to shave. <laughs> So, <laughs> sponsored by Dollar Shave Club. Yeah. <laughs> and then it goes on and on, but yeah. That's awesome. Hey, I so I know. Mark, real quick, I, it, Mark, um, and I was looking at who all was on Family Ties. Uh, and I'm not talking about just you guys, you know, the, you or Tracy Pullen or, or uh, some of the ones that were the regular regulars. But, I mean, I was stunned. It's. <laughs> River Phoenix, Corey Feldman, Tom Hanks, Mara Tierney, Gina Davis, Crispin Glover, David Faustino, Will Wheaton, Martha wow. You guys had like this cavalcade of talent that rolled through there. And I mean, what was it like for you uh, at the time? How, some of them probably had not yet really hit big, but I mean, that uh, many, been- many of them hadn't. Many of them hadn't. Uh, Tom Hanks was already pretty big. Uh, I don't think uh, any of them were became as iconic as they are now. As you read back that list, I go, oh wow, look at that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but I, I was, I was pretty lucky myself because I was kind of a, a guest, like you mentioned. You know, I just kind of guessed it a lot, and they uh, were so nice to me. And that's the way they were to all the guests. Everybody loved coming on the show because the cast really. Did. I guess other casts can kind of ignore the outside people and just kind of make it like an inside game. And uh, this one really opened up their arms to all the guests that came on. Everybody had a great time. Gina Davis was in one of my favorite episodes ever. She was in a few of them, but there was one that where I still laugh to this day when I think about it. And uh, Tom Hanks, of course. I remember I first met him on the Bosom Buddy show. Oh, you were on it? Oh, yeah. No, no, I actually just went to Paramount Studios where they shot it. And okay. I was going around Paramount. I love that and I show. Saw, 
yeah, they came, he came over and said hello and did some shit for me. I was just like a kid in the bleachers, you know, but he mm. wanted to pay attention to everything. That was before anybody knew who he was. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, that's a great story. I wanted to know too, because uh, Tracy Pullen ended up playing Michael J. Fox's girlfriend, but the two of them married, uh, they're still together, right? Uh, what was it like watching that romance blossom like right there on the set in front of you? Well, uh, he cast for his wife. I know that. That's a good thing. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I did that too, I guess, in a sense, because I've got my forever love now. And I cast for her in a way, you could say. Yes. Um, but, but honestly, the girl that played his girlfriend there, Tracy, that, they had international casting. They had every actress in the world that wanted to play that and was suggested for it come in. And uh, many of them read with him and stuff like that. And then she was chosen. I don't know. Maybe the executive producer chose her. I don't know. But <laughs> wow. it worked out. I think he had something to do with it. <laughs> it was a uh, good Mike. call on this part because yeah. Yeah, they'll be your, your wife for life. She was still dating Kevin Bacon at that point. Oh, oh was she really? One, one degree of Kevin Bacon. Yeah, one degree, one degree. from Kevin Bacon. <laughs> that is as close as you can get. Oh, I wanted to ask. I wanted to ask Mike real quick. I know that Mike, that you know, you've you've been doing a lot during the quarantines. I, I see a lot of Facebook Live posts mm-hmm. that you do, and I mean, you're all over social media. And I, I you know, you 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 have some projects. I know some some on demand projects, and I wanted to ask you about. So, talk to our listeners and our viewers about uh, some of your on demand stuff that you have going on right now. Yeah. So I've got uh, you know we we did a show with the Syracuse Funny Bone. It was an awesome show. It was a big crowd on a Sunday night, and and they were so gracious to us to bring us in when they bring in you know national headliners and all that. And they were like, "What bring you guys in?" Great show. We had it professionally recorded, and that is on demand. I've, it's so funny because like when you have like digital downloads, like I've got my song Duncan on Amazon, <laughs> iTunes, Spotify, whatever. And so I know I've sold a lot of downloads because it, it climbed, Duncan was his num- highest number two in the comedy category. And when you when I look at my wow. earnings, it's like, wow, where'd all my money go? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because uh, you get a few cents of downloads. So uh, right. there's a website called Payhip, P-A-Y-H-I-P, payhip.com. And if you want to make some money with your digital downloads, you just open up an account, you upload your stuff. And really after they take a little cut and you know, you get your, your money taken out from Stripe or from, or from PayPal, I'm making about 60 something cents, about 67 cents uh, of digital download. So, which okay. is great. So now yeah. we got the Syracuse Funny Bone show live at the Syracuse Funny Bone. It's $15. It is on payhip.com forward slash Mike Bova. And you got to get creative in this time because I lost my only source of income. I'm not, you know, I, work, I was working for a radio station before. And I left the radio station last June to go on the road full time. And I thought, this is a great idea. And everything was clicking. And right. this year it was clicking. We have shows uh, you know, ready to go in L.A. and Vegas and all over the Midwest and down south. And then, bang, corona yeah. hit. And here we are. And you got to think outside the box in order to make some money because literally the, the faucet just shut right yeah. off. Well, you know, even when even when the, the viruses, well, I don't want to say go away because it's going to be a long time before that happens. Yeah. But you know, things have really changed. We talked to Tom and I interviewed some uh, theater folks um, not too long ago, and I mean, it's it's really uh, it's going to change the the way p- people go to shows. Even I mean, if sure. you can't sit next to each other or they can't do things traditionally, I mean, right. that's going to affect comedians. It's going to Fact, oh yeah musicians oh, yeah. it's gonna affect everybody right so you have we to be creative yeah everybody's talking about it all the performers you know we're trying to imagine a world where the audience is wearing masks or yeah. somehow everyone's six right. feet apart and uh, the limit of course of 50 people max then i thought about it again and i was like well you know there's these big comedians like larry the cable guy or you know jim gaffigan and mm-hmm. they pack out you know giant auditoriums they sell out beyond yeah. you know stadiums you know right. So maybe uh, if there can only be 50 people and they have to be six foot apart, maybe I'll get a lot of work. Maybe they'll be like, hey, Mark's going to be nice and Mike Bova. Right. <laughs> there you go. more than 50 tickets. Yes, we can, get, we we'll be working, Mike. We sold out. We sold out show. Six feet apart is perfect for us. Yeah. Because, you know, let's say the crowds are really small, whatever. If you have like 25% of capacity or whatever, I <laughs> – if you mention if you mention something like if you mention pay per view, all of a sudden you know like the ears, you know your cell phone, your your Alexa, your Google Home, whatever starts to spool stuff in your Facebook. So I found this really cool website called ViewStub, ViewStub.com, 
and you can actually do pay-per-view events on view stuff. There's no upfront cost because some of them cost like 99 bucks uh, right. a month, okay. whatever. But what they do is they take 19%. You can either, you know, have the customer absorb that fee or you can absorb it yourself. But now every one of your shows, you can make that show also pay-per-view and get money from that that people who can't make that show can watch it now in the comfort of their, of their own home. Wow. Well, I've, seen, um, I've seen a couple of people good. doing that. Uh, on, on Facebook, one of my favorite musicians, like you can buy tickets and he's doing a show. And I, I haven't done it yet, but kind of curious if it's just him sitting in a on a stage by himself or, but you know, you can, I, and I think musicians can get away with it a little better than yeah, comedians. Yeah. 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 So you're both, Mike. <laughs> yeah, comedians need an audience, even if it's a little bit of an audience, you know, I played for, I played the old bananas comedy club. My, my agent in New York city, Mark jokes about it. He used to be the agent for <laughs> Leno. Now he's the agent for, for Screech from Save by the Bell. Okay, we're not going to mention his name. So, he booked me a show. He booked me Bananas Comedy Club. I'm like, oh, my God, you booked me Jersey? He goes, no, I booked you Poughkeepsie. And I'm like, well, <laughs> going back a few years. It said Lewis Black was on Letterman bashing that place, right? He goes, no, it's where Seinfeld played. I get there. I'm like, yeah, back in the 80s, right? <laughs> I kid you not, there were nine people there. Nine. Wow. Nine. <laughs> hardcore fans. Now, but – that's the, well, even if there's one, right? You got the show must go on. If there's one, I mean, I performed <laughs> I think for two before, and so it's like I did a private show in Buffalo. The guy never promoted the show, and it was two, and we did the show, and they loved it. And now they're huge fans with big followers. We did a show in Niagara Falls. They brought all their friends out. So you never know what those two people are gonna. Yeah, how they'll pass it on. Yeah, you know, they're amount to, and they're huge fans. Hey, everybody, make sure you check out our buddy Mike Bova's website, mikebova.com. It's M-I-K-E-B-O-V-A.com. Besides helping to produce the episode you're listening to right now, Mike is the headliner for the Big and Tall Comedy Tour and host of the Funny Business Radio Show. Uh, Mike is a business expert and a funny and dynamic speaker who is perfect for your business meetings, conferences, and conventions. For bookings, call 315-404-8200. That's 315-404-8200. Or email Mike at events at mikebova.com. Did all of you catch our new amazing intro? Well, I can tell you that our new intros for this show were performed by voice actor Steve Zero and were recorded and mixed at Word Bubble Studios in New York. From audiobooks and commercials to e-learning and live events, visit stevezero.com for your sincere and strong narration partner today. Again, that's stevezero.com, S-T-E-V-E-Z-A-R-R-O.com. Just amazing work. So have you guys seen the Saturday Night Live shows that they've done where they're doing it remotely? And then, uh, and Dave and I talked about it. They, we think they kind of film it and then give it to an editor who kind of puts it all together. But, um, you know, I mean, doing comedy without an audience is tough. But I'm suspect. I'm suspect on that Saturday Night Live thing. I think a cameraman and a makeup person and one of the writers comes over. I think there's a few people around there. Don't you think? Yeah, yeah, I think so, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I agree. They're not alone in a room. Yeah, not no, at all. Exactly. No. All the talk show hosts. I question it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm things, the same way. One of the things I saw, too, Mark, that I did not know, and I know when we talked to Mike, like all of us are sports fans, you were on Fox Sports. Uh, and I didn't I, – like, I watched Fox Sports. I watched football, baseball, you know. Like, what was your role on that thing? I didn't, I don't remember you doing that. All right. You like Rob Riggle of Fox? This will be a good story for me to close with, and I'll let you guys talk more. I, I am a, uh, I'm not a sports fan. I'm a 1970s Mets fan, just to give you an idea. The New York Mets. From when I was a kid, I grew up in New Jersey. Before I moved to Hollywood, I was, I grew up in New Jersey. In New Jersey, we were the Mets, you know, they were People who are the Yankees, but not me. Mike <laughs> might be a Yankees guy. You're yeah, a Yankees. Red Sox fan. Oh, Red Sox. Red Sox. Oh, God. Oh, God. I'm sorry. I just said that. <laughs> forgive me. Please forgive me. That was evil. <laughs> How dare I? Anyway, 1970s Mets. I'll, I'll go Rusty Staub, Felix Beyond. Yeah. I'm, I'm in Cleon Jones. I'm yeah, in. the Miracle Mets. So, but what the reason I got hooked up with the, 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 the sports guys is because there was somebody pretending to be me on Twitter. <laughs> really? 
Yeah, believe it or not, and they had more Twitter followers than I do. <laughs> but they were, it wasn't somebody with the same name, because there's people with the same name, and there's even a guy in England who has my name, who's a super talented movie maker, by the way. I want to work with him. He's, like, wow. incredibly talented. Spells yeah. his name just like me, M-A-R-C-P-R-I-C-E. Right, right. But this was just a fake me, and I think it was a comic from Canada. There were a couple of clues. <laughs> Those guys are from Canada. The, the, the one oh, the Fox people? No, the uh, people from, yeah, the guys from Fox, right. They had come okay. from Canada. Anyway, uh, I thought that the posts were kind of funny, and I was kind of going with it because it was somebody pretending to be me. They had funny posts, a lot of followers. I was like, this is great. I don't even have to do anything. <laughs> but <laughs> then great. they started getting rude, and they started taking on people, and I guess those guys were some of the people they took on, and they started getting really rude and saying insulting things, saying you know, uh, prejudice things, all kinds of stuff. And so these guys fought back. And finally, I had to just clear my name. I had to like, <laughs> I had to contact Twitter and go, wait, 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 that's not me, you know. And yeah. uh, and and they they so they, what if this ever happens to you, they take down that other account and they give you all the followers. Oh, nice. um, really? Oh, oh, that's nice. I, need I to didn't find know that. somebody with my name. <laughs> well, somebody, somebody, somebody took over my name on Instagram. I have, I have another me out there for some reason. They, I can't get them to take it down. So What's I don't know who picture? to contact anyway. Yeah, my picture, my name, oh, everything, yeah. and I'm like, okay, yeah, I, this isn't me. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. So, so Mark, but you did it for a couple of years, right? What did you do actually on the show? Um, no, no, I didn't do it for a couple of years. No, no, no. I just oh, did okay. a couple of guest appearances. I just did a couple of guest appearances. That's all. I was born. Okay. Just came Wikipedia on. Wikipedia is lying. Then <laughs> <laughs> look at Wikipedia. They're, they're making up stuff on you. <laughs> because I was on like a regular on this workshop. Yeah, yeah that's what it says. Uh, I wrote down. Um, I think it's uh, maybe I read it wrong. I, I thought it said you were a regular on there for three years. <laughs> Well, you know, uh, my, I, it's been so long since I've worked. I think my fans go into Wikipedia and they wish for me. They wish for <laughs> credits that didn't even happen. Now, you can change somebody's Wikipedia, right? I mean, just go in there and make up stuff. And I've heard that. I've never tried. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's a great, that's a great story. Just real quick before you go, Mark, I, I, real, I um, do you have any, I, do you still see the, the cast of Family Ties at all or, or anybody? Well, or, or you know, what's interesting. Uh, Michael Gross from Family Ties was a guest on my radio show just a couple oh, of weeks okay. ago. And oh, nice. that was fun. And uh, Tina Yothers, who plays the little girl on the show, yeah. uh, Jennifer, she came out to a show at the Improv, and she actually put on her old high hair wig. Oh, nice. <laughs> I don't know if it was an old one or a new one, but it looked like she had her old high hair. The audience was like, what? And, uh, and she did some great jokes, and she was really funny. I didn't expect – she was just, like, going to be, like, a guest MC or something, but she actually prepared, like, a little stand-up bit. Oh, and nice. it was funny. It was funny. And uh, Michael J. Fox, by the way, can, was always like that back in the day. He could just show up at the Improv and riff, just a natural on stage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm raising money for the Michael J. Fox Foundation. He's very appreciative of that. I've been uh, doing that for a long time, right? Mike's even helped me yeah. uh, raise some money there for the for the yeah. foundation. I think That's we great. saw on on YouTube the ten thousand dollar goal, and I, yeah. actually, I was kind of curious. I'm hoping that you eclipse that when you guys did it over in Tampa. Yeah, well, we hope so too, and uh, we love nothing more but to. Uh, get some good funds going for that good foundation that does all good work, by the way, really genuinely good work. Uh, yeah. When you donate to our team or whatever, they don't even take anything. It all goes to the research. And, nice. and they, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I've always feel, felt like, you know, Hey, I might not be on the road at all if it wasn't for Michael J. Fox. So yeah, no, that's awesome. My, my dad and Michael J. Fox are probably the two reasons why I'm, I'm still, <laughs> I'm still going in show. <laughs> if we I'm talking if last uh, Justine Bateman was just getting ready to release a major film, right? And and the, the apocalypse happened here. Uh, so in some ways, it might have hurt her more than anybody else on the show. I mean, I, she was doing well from the sound of it, but I mean, she does, all kinds of she does all kinds of stuff. Back in the day, she was real smart, and you know, she was accepted to NYU, but she was making movies and stuff, and she didn't want to go to college at that point. I never, I yeah. don't blame her. I wouldn't right. want to go to college, <laughs> right, but right. I didn't do it. But she went recently. She went back. And she actually uh, got her degree and everything. She's she's a smarty pants. And that's not like who it. her character was. <laughs> no, that's what's so oh, funny. She was not against, smart one. against character. So, Mike, are you going to sing them some songs here in my act? Yes. And, uh, keep this thing rolling. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell them a couple of stories from the road too. Yeah. I'm okay. Gonna all hear right. Some stories. You can let it loose. You can yeah. let it loose. 
Hey, hey, Mike, I remember when you pitched me Duncane for the first time, you were just getting that yeah. started. Like, I remember how yeah. funny it was. And yeah, it's actually, still funny. actually, one of the lines in the song is, is uh, your line, in the drive through lane, they'll shoot it right in your vein. Oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> da, 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 da. Well, you know, when on our last podcast with Mike, you know, uh, we've had a lot of feedback on that song. A lot of people love that song, Mike, uh, oh. when you did it on, on our show. So uh, yeah. we want an encore hopefully yeah. an encore performance <laughs> this time with video yeah oh, with video this time absolutely love your guts guys thank you so much for having thank me thank you mike. thank you mark thank you for thank coming you for on i appreciate here, it great love to you, meet you special thank brother, you mike you're a special brother thanks guys nice to meet you all. thank you you too yeah. you too thanks mark stay safe wash your hands <laughs> yeah wash your hands so so check this out mark and i were on the road and mark when i picked mark up at the at the really cheesy you know, motel. I, I can't remember what it was in Syracuse, but he says, do me a favor, make me a promise while we're on the road. He said, cause comedians eat like crap on the road. He said, promise me we're going to eat healthy. So we went to us <laughs> and before the show, we went, we visited a health food place, like a health food store and Mark's getting kale and you know, whatever else. <laughs> and he bought one of those, the, is it a bullet? One of those. Mi mixed oh, right. Yeah. 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 Bullet. They call it bullet. Yeah. Yeah. So he didn't, we didn't do the kale that night and then we were on the road and then more places, more places. We ended up in Jersey at a hotel and uh, we spent the night and I come out of the, uh, the hotel, I, I open up the van door and I'm like, what is that smell? I thought like somebody had like gotten in there and like died in the van or whatever. I'm like, it's got <laughs> to be the kale that Mark never used, right? Oh so no. I, I put it in the garbage outside of the hotel. And then Mark walks in, he opens up the van door. It's like, what the hell is it? I'm like, that's your kale that you never use. Oh, like, no. Yeah. <laughs> so it obviously never gotten eaten. <laughs> no, it never got eaten, never gotten touched. And let me tell you what, kale smells. Oh, so yeah. It's well, I know I what broccoli say. smells like oh, after a day even. I can't even oh, imagine. Yeah, kale on a good day is not good. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. Jim Gaffigan jokes about kale. He was on Conan and he said, uh, you know, it tastes like bug spray. He said, like, uh, <laughs> like if you read a can of bug spray, it says made with real kale. And he said, you know, <laughs> they find out that kale cures cancer. And he'd, he'd be like, I'll just stick to the chemo. You know? I'll stick to the <laughs> I love that bit again. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that is funny. Stories from the road. Like, you know, I was looking at, I was doing some research on our, our tour. And, you know, we toured for almost three weeks. We did 14 shows in 17 days. And I remember wow. waking up, we were in uh, Chester, New York, Goshen, New York, downstate. And uh, we had a late show that night and they gave us like fried food because the, the kitchen was closed. They gave us like, I think like fried fish and French fries, whatever. So Mark and I were eating at like midnight. And then we had to be, we had to be up at four o'clock in the morning on the road to Albany, New York to do a show for Mark in the morning for uh, you know, pitching the show in, in the Albany area. And when I woke up at four o'clock in the morning, listen, I didn't have a drop of alcohol. I had a hangover and it was a food hangover. A Never food. Eat food and then go right to bed. It was, I was sick. And so I said to Mark, he goes yeah. like, Oh, don't worry about it. We'll, you know, we'll miss the interview. And I said, no, 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 man, let me get some ginger ale. And Mark wasn't feeling well as too. And I was the road manager. I was the, the driver. <laughs> I was the, you know, I, I did everything. I just everything relax. And I even checked Mark's room afterwards because Mark would like leave stuff behind, whatever. Double check the room because uh, it, it was it was fun. It was a fun tour. But we would wake up in the morning and go, where are we and what day is it? It was kind of like COVID-19 when you wake up and you're like, okay. What's <laughs> it's like Groundhog Day. Absolutely. Yeah. Like well, you know, when, when you tour, Mike, when you tour with Mark, I mean, or anybody really, when you tour in yeah. general, I mean, like you said, you know, it's hard to eat healthy. It's hard to, it's hard to get on a right routine. And, you know, like when you go from town to town, I mean, there's got to be towns that you roll into and you're like, uh, can I just keep going? I mean, there's got to be some of those towns that you come to and you, you know, you're working. So it's obviously, you sure. know, but, but it can't be that all that exciting when you're not on the stage to find things to do or find anything interesting about that town. Right. You know, it's really tough because we, you know, we, we don't work, you know, Mark and I set a precedent where we don't work Monday and Tuesday and we like to take Monday mm -hmm. and Tuesday off. We like to work Wednesday through Sunday. And I've kept that pattern because you got to have a couple days off. You just can't tour every single day. And I remember going on the Midwest tour, Big Earn was sick. He was, uh, he had a major illness and he was getting, he was in rehab and I went on the road by myself. I had to get a feature in every city that I went to. So I was in Buffalo, New York. I was in uh, Cleveland, Ohio. I was in Chicago, Illinois, Indiana, and in Michigan. 
And so what, what, what's so grueling about the road is you drive to Buffalo three hours, you check into the hotel, you go to the gig, you set up, you perform, you tear down back to the hotel. And the next day you're back on the road driving three or four hours to Cleveland doing the same thing every single night. It is really tough on the road. It's brutal. Yeah, absolutely brutal. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, 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 oh, sorry, Tom. No, no, I'm just going to say, I, to me, Monday, Tuesday is the good day. Uh, people don't get up and go, hey, it's Monday. Let's go to the comedy club. Or, you know, yeah, right. <laughs> it's a weekend thing. It's, it's from Wednesday, yeah. Thursday, Friday is the right time. Yeah. Only in the major cities. Like, I was surprised because I, I did uh, Zany's Comedy Club. It's the oldest comedy club in Chicago. I think it was like in 1978 when comedy clubs were really taken off. And they do shows every night. So they gave us a Tuesday night show. I remember it was October 1st. And uh, I'm like, yeah, we'll, we'll take a Tuesday night. And it was good. I was, you know, people came out, enjoyed the show. But it's Chicago. And it's so heavily populated that people are like, yeah, I'm bored. Let's go to a, go to a show tonight. Yeah. But, you know, in, in any other city or any other town or village, whatever, like Monday or Tuesday. And Wednesday shows are, are not bad. But Thursday shows, here's the thing about Thursday shows. People realize that they have one more day of the, work. the weekend. And if they tie one on, they can make it through Friday, okay? They can do it. <laughs> Wednesday, they got to make it through two days instead of one. So Wednesdays are kind of like, yeah, an early show. But we did a show in, in Stilton. It's, uh, it's spelled Steel Ton, uh, Pennsylvania, Stilton. And on a Wednesday night, the place was mobbed. And they were at the bar when we left at 2 o'clock in the morning. And I'm talking to them, and I think they left about four or five in the morning. I'm like, you guys can party, man. It's a Wednesday. You guys got to work. I'm like, yeah, we got to work, but we're up, you know. They can hang. That's yeah. all right. Well, um, you know, the, the New York clubs sort of similar where Monday, Tuesday, every day is yeah. a good day. Yeah. So I mean, LA, it's a city that never sleeps, right? It right. really is. Well, you know what, though? I thought that, too, and I went to get a, a haircut at 11 o'clock at night. All the barbershops <laughs> never yeah, sleep, you know. The barbers sleep. <laughs> yeah, the barbers definitely sleep. They, but, uh, they're the only ones. <laughs> right, exactly. Hey, I'll tell you, you know, 12 crowd, you know. I, I did play <laughs> in New York City. Uh, in, in New York City, all the clubs, they're going every single night. And what it is, New York City and L.A. are tough because – when you do a show that like Dave Attell, I don't know if I told you guys about Dave Attell, but he, um, he does a 20 minute show and they pay him like 20 bucks. Dave Attell. Right. Yeah. And so somebody had asked me to do a show at Broadway comedy club. They're like, we want you to headline, come on down and headline. And they didn't realize, I think I, that I lived in, in Utica, right. It's a four hour drive, whatever. I said, okay, cool. What's the pay? They're like 25 bucks. Twenty five. Wow. That that's that's yeah. That's like crazy. No, yeah, it is. But that's big city comedy for you because wow. You know, here's how comedy has changed. When somebody doesn't open mic now, they are a comedian, right? It's like no, yeah. no, no. You're an open mic person, right? And, <laughs> and so really, anybody who doesn't open mic, oh yeah, you know, I got some last whatever. Those were your friends that were laughing. Okay, oh, those weren't perfect strangers, but and they were yeah. comedians. It's like you got tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of comedians all over the world who are, it's just, it's, it's changed so much. Oh and my God. Media, you, know, you know, everybody's doing their channels and things like that. Yeah. And then what's really funny is they'll ask me to like watch their show or their videos. And like, what do you think? I'm like, it was interesting. Right. It's, like, what are you gonna say? it's not funny. I, I can't, I don't right. want to be interesting. Mean. Interesting is the word uh, I hate when I do a play. Right. And they're like, I, I, they're right, and I'm like, what do you think? It's like, it was interesting. Like, <laughs> God, the hell with you. Yeah. You might as well, you might as well just say the truth. Tell me what's real. Okay. Just was, tell the truth. So I have, I have been getting better at telling people like uh, there was one comic who's they're green. There's a lot of comics that have been doing it for a few months and things like that. And they think they've arrived, you know, Oh, there's someone so funny. I taught them while I'm like, listen, you're, you need a lot of work. Okay. A ton of work. And there was one guy that just performed. He, he was his first time on stage. He did a telethon and he said, you know, Oh, I got some laughs, whatever. I didn't hear any laughs. And he said, what do you think? I said, listen, man, I remember my first time on stage. It was 45 minutes. I co-headlined with a guy from last comic standing. It was not good. Okay. You need work. All right. You haven't arrived. You know, you don't have yeah. people knocking on your door, comedy central, Hulu, Netflix, whatever. 
So, I mean, even the, even some of the big guys are still working their craft. It's a craft yeah. that work all the time. All the time. It has Please. to be. Don't think you can and, just keep working it. And you're always coming up with new, new material. I mean, the, you always have to be writing new material because if people follow you yeah. and they hear the same thing every time they see you, then, yeah. I mean, you have to keep working new material in, right? And then going to, and going to the, some of the smaller clubs and, and testing it out. I think some of the big comics still do that, right? Right. I mean, there's a lot of comics, you know, my school of thought is, is cause I have a wife and kids. I don't, I don't do an open mic because, um, you know, I, I know if it's funny or not. Like, uh, there's a, a good friend of mine who taught me to look for the funny in, in, in the joke, you know, he's like, Mike, it's, it's good, but it's not funny. He said, if it doesn't make you laugh out loud, it's not funny. Yeah. Right. And, uh, so some of the parodies, he kind of helped me out with some of the writing, but, uh, yeah, you know, open mics, a lot of, some, some comics do it. Like Jerry Seinfeld would just kind of do a show in New York city. I'm just pop in. I'm going to do an open mic, whatever. I hate the, the guy that follows after him, whatever. They're probably like, <laughs> okay. don't put me on next, you know, <laughs> I'm follow Seinfeld. but um, you know, the rule of thought there is just, it's just, just work your, just work your craft. Just, just keep working it and keep writing. And so uh, I've learned something very cool over the years is that like every time you're on stage, just weave in a bit or two that you haven't done before. Get something new in there every time, and especially when you're on when you're doing 60 shows a year. You want to try to work that in because after yeah. a year's time, you want to have a new set. You want to have a new special. And I think uh, my new one I'm going to be working on is there are two kinds of people, right? There are two kinds of people. There's there's the uh, like Italians, right? They always say that there's two kinds of people in this world: Italians and people who want to be Italian. No, no, no. My my philosophy is. <laughs> Two kinds of people in this world. There are Italians and people who eat at the Olive Garden. <laughs> Olive Garden is not Italian. I'm sorry, Olive Garden. I love you. Never ending salad bar, breadstick. <laughs> it's like bringing a, Mexi a Mexican to Taco Bell. It's just not authentic. I'm really sorry. And I do have the uh, solution to the illegal Mexicans in America. Just speak of nothing but Taco Bell, they'll be running for the border. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I heard that uh, joke similar to that when the first Taco Bell legitimately opened in Mexico. And it was like, <laughs> this will make you run for the border. Right. Yeah, I, you know, speaking of, to me, comedians, and you're really a comedian and a musician, even yeah. if it's a parody. The, the difference is, like, musicians, you can have a run of about uh, five years where mm -hmm. you're on top of the world. Sure. You don't have to come up with new material. Right. You can spend the rest of your life playing. You still hone your craft, but you're just doing those same songs. Sure. Whereas a comedian yeah. doesn't get away with that. You, right. you cannot do the same bit you did for 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. Those songs never get old. It's, it amazes me that people still follow the Rolling Stones, Ariel Swag, and some of those bands, you know, Boston that have been around for years, playing yep. the same songs. But you know what? To see them live, it's one thing to listen to it, on you know on a record player well some people do still have a record player <laughs> i actually do they're making a comeback yeah, yeah they, they are they are or you know watching the concert on on youtube or whatever but to see them perform live and you know there's probably people that have seen poison like and they put on a great show by the way uh 20 times you know st louis and they and they remember the grateful dead they had everybody following them oh, yeah. a friend of mine had a job working for nasa Okay, and she was a you know book smart genius, and she left her job and followed the Grateful Dead. Oh, wow, a, I kind of admire Dude. that. I like I would never do that, but right. I think it's you only get one life, and uh, to be like yep. I was with the dead, right? Uh, that that, yeah. that's what makes you happy, right? I mean, that's I think nowadays, I, and that's one of the things I think the quarantine has really kind of shown us how to really do what makes us happy and do things that we probably always wanted to do sure. but never took the time to do it or never thought we had time to do it and it's like now we have no yeah. excuse if there's something that you haven't done or whatever you wanted to do to be more creative and we haven't done that shame on us uh for not at least trying right to definitely to no excuse now there's yeah you know, i don't have any time believe me you got all the time, yeah, in, the world. All the time in the world Mike, yeah. have you ever thought about, a, or have you been approached about doing an album at some point? I, I, you've, you're accumulating a lot of parody song music. Yeah. Uh, and there is a market for that. Yeah, I think what I'm going to do is, is uh, as soon as uh, I get the green light, I just talked to the recording studio. I'm going to be back in the recording studio recording uh, that my, 
my parody on Take It Easy. That's the next one they want me to record, which is uh, my song about diarrhea, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The last one. But, and there's some other ones too. The, the song about Tic Tac, Super Cali Have a Tic Tac Master Halitosis. <laughs> I will have enough songs to, to put out uh, an, an album. You know, I don't know how that works. If you buy the album, you get the digital downloads or whatever. But uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's definitely uh, something I have definitely in the works coming up. Are you on uh, iTunes at all? Like, is any of your stuff yet on iTunes? Yeah, so I'm on, you know, Dunkane is on iTunes. And then, you know, in Western New York and in Canada, all over Canada, like Canada runs on Tim Hortons. Okay, yes, that's, that's true. true. <laughs> yeah, they do. They call it Timmy Host. <laughs> so I took Dunkane before somebody else did this, and I, and I made the song Hocane, right? Which is, <laughs> oh, for Tim Hortons. Yeah, Tim yeah. Hortons. And I changed, yeah. the words, I changed the words a little bit because Tim Hortons doesn't have the, the terrible shot. So, and then, uh, you know, like Duncan had donut fries for a while. So instead of, if you want to get high, order the donut fries. I said, if you want to get lit, order a box of Tim Bits. I'm a big fan of Tim Hortons. Uh, you know, every time I, I go up to Canada, I, I definitely have to visit sure, Tim so Hortons quite a minute. I've got the song. Did I do the song for you before in the road again? I think yes. So. Yeah, you did. Yeah, but that's definitely the kids playing in the another good one. Another kids. good one. So that's that's on iTunes, Amazon, Apple Music, Spotify. Again, the thing is with those, I don't know. I, th I think they. I think I want to say a couple of cents, a few cents of download is what you get paid off of those when they mm -hmm. listen for ninety nine cents. I'm like, where does all that money go? It's like it's like the government. Where's the money go? You know, that's like that's what I'm thinking because you know we put all these podcasts on like all the different platforms and you know and I'm, I'm looking I'm looking at, at the you know whatever you can make and I'm like hmm, I'm not I'm I'm not even at a dollar yet. Yeah. <laughs> What's going well, on here? A long time ago, I found I found payhip.com. I actually published an ebook, and and here's what I want yeah. to do: I encourage people who are are you know writing a book, right? Like we yeah. talked about things that you've always wanted to do, like you you thought about it. Anybody who's wanted to write a book, which by the way, you want to write a thousand words a day every day, okay, to get your book out, because I think the book is like fifty thousand words, and yeah, you've got tons of edits and all that stuff. But here's a way to make some money: is uh, first put on an ebook. So I, I had this book uh, that I want to put out still. It's called Tidbits from the Sales Pit. And it's really like 20 or 25 tidbits I've learned over the years to sell more. So what mm -hmm. I did was I took five main tidbits. Like one of them is uh, like and trust. If a person likes you and they trust you, they're going to buy from you. That's a great tidbit to learn. You know, establish like and yeah. trust. So that ebook is on payhip.com forward slash Mike Bova. It's on sale for $9.99. People have bought that book and like, wow, dude, it's worth every cent. And then I thought, well, nice. you know, when I, when I recorded and, and put the stuff on, on Amazon and iTunes and everything and it wasn't taken off, I said, let me put my stuff on PayHip and then they can download it from there. Any digital downloads, just open an account with PayHip and it's one of the best because I looked at some of the other ones too and then they charge you like a percentage plus a 30 cent per fee, whatever. I'm like, at a 99 cent download, 30 cent transaction, I'm really losing out. But I'm a yeah. huge fan of PayHip and I really want to market that website, you know. Well, nice. speaking of speaking of marketing, you know, our, our website or our podcast is is really celebrating the independent artist. And, you know, we have people like yourself on that are are touring and national, you know, uh, either musicians, comedians or, you know, uh, whomever. Um, yeah. we, we like to give, you know, some advice to some of our new artists that, that are just coming up. And what's the one thing that you would give for advice to any new independent artists that are just getting started? I mean, from somebody like you who, who has been there, um, done that, you know, and, and from your experience, what, what would you give? Uh, what, what advice would you give for somebody just yeah. starting out? You know, there, there's one thing that uh, I've learned over the years, and I think it's the reason why a lot of business owners and stuff get burned out is because you have really high expectations when you get into something. And then when you don't hit that or you even get close to that, you get frustrated, you start to get burned out. So right. really just set some small goals. Like if, if your goal is to, people ask me all the time, how do I get into comedy? Well, write five minutes worth of funny stuff, okay? Just write like five minutes, time it out, rehearse it, edit it, whatever, and hit an open mic. If you get bit by the bug, you love it, keep doing open mics until you get to the spot where you can be a special guest and then a host. I mean, there's yeah. a certain, there's a certain uh, transgression or progression that happens. Then you become a feature and you become a headliner. You know, there's a natural 
progression that happens with right. music, you know, pay just, your dues. Uh, yeah. You know, just, just write songs or just, you know, kind of write. It, it's really hard sometimes because you get writer's cramp and stuff. And, and I was thinking about resurrecting some songs in my old high school. You know, we had a band in high school, ironically called Trump. Okay. Oh. And, <laughs> and the, drummer, the drummer of that band is the drummer now for Kenny Chesney, country music star. Kenny really? Chesney. Really? Wow. Two blocks from each other. We had yeah. our first band, like at five years old, he was drumming like a man. Okay. Wow. That's crazy. And I was nine years Prodigy, old. Prodigy. Yeah. Yeah. I've been playing guitar for like two years. I started at seven years old. I started actually playing drums when I was four, but I went to the guitar and at nine years old and he was five, we had our first rock band. Isn't that crazy? It's <laughs> crazy. Band in third so yeah, everybody I, we're rehearsing when we get home from kindergarten. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, people like people will move to New York city to try to be a comic because they, they think that the right person is going to see them. Listen, you can be anywhere and the right person is going to see you. Don't focus on, you know, moving to New York City, moving to L.A., whatever, because you've got social media now. Really, yeah. you, know, uh, you can do Facebook. Anybody can do Facebook Live. You can put your music out there. You can start to build a following. And, and my advice yeah. is to start to build a following. Instagram, you know, doing yeah. your hashtags and getting people that are solid. Not people that, you know, like for like share for share, whatever, but building a tribe of people who are for fans, they're loyal, right. you know, yep. because uh, I'm almost to like 1500 followers on, on Instagram and it keeps, I'll be like 1483. I'm at 1480. I'm like, who yeah. followed me? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Build your tribes, work on your music, get it out there as, as best you can. Um, try to hit a recording studio that, you know, a friend of mine's doing it very inexpensively. That's the reason he's, uh, I'm able to do Duncan and Hokane, whatever, but, you know, surround yourself with some good people in the business, people that you should always be having somebody uh, pouring into you and you should always have somebody that you're pouring into. You need two people right. in your life that are strong, somebody who's mentoring you and somebody who you are mentoring because when you get poured into, you need to pour that out into somebody else because uh, uh, I'm having Evan Carmichael on my show. My podcast is Thursday and he's got a book called Built to Serve. And he said the reason why humans are so uh, stagnant and, and get frustrated sometimes is because we are physically built and emotionally built to serve other people. Mm -hmm. And uh, I can't wait for the interview with Evan Carmichael. But some good advice, hopefully, for people that uh, yeah. are tuning in. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Are we going to hear some music? Yeah, you yeah. want to hear, hear Duncan? Yeah, let's, let's do yeah. it. And the nice thing is uh, this – the Zoom thing is clear, and, and you, you sound, uh, I mean, you sounded good on the other one, but this yeah. setup is, you sound, yeah. you sound like you're right there, there you know? Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, look, look over awesome. your shoulder, I'm right behind you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Mark, Mark, Mark <laughs> popped over right now. He's right behind Tom. <laughs> All right, here we go. This is uh, Duncan. So Duncan is, and, and actually this evolved when Mark and I were on the road, because when Mark and I were touring together, and I started doing my music, it was only a six minute set. Now it's about 40, 45 minutes. And we, and we actually were penning out Duncan while we're on the road on tour. So okay. This is uh, a parody of Eric Clapton's Cocaine, My Theory on Why America, quote unquote, runs on Duncan. Here we go. Uh, oh my gosh, I forgot the words. Holy God. Yeah, that out. <laughs> it only takes one sip, Duncan. Don't drink it black, cause their sugar is crack, Duncan. That's a secret ingredient. There's no lie, I'm as high as a kite, Duncan. What's the next Duncan. This is Mark's line right here. And then you try to delay it, they'll shoot it right in your vein. <laughs> That's no lie, I'm as high as a kite. Duncan. Alright, I'm gonna talk about their food for a second. Wanna get high, order the donut fries, Duncan. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. 
version of that like i know last time we talked uh you did impressions and do you do accents and could you do it in a canadian sort of a heavy canadian that's uh, that would be good yeah i'd have to uh, i'd have to work on the uh on, on the accent i can i can do some accents you gotta throw a in there a lot a. Yeah, a. A. Yeah. right yeah yeah e-h-a you know, a. i used to go to canada a lot as a kid because we we grew up in watertown new york right up north and just over the border was Gananoque and Brockville, Ontario. So, yeah. And when you get into heard that Montreal lot. once, and in Montreal is so funny because, you know, people, people speak French and, and English, and it's, yeah. uh, it's different. You know, I took yeah. French, and I'm like, yeah, I don't remember much, you know. No, well, it, the French is different than Canadian, French-Canadian, which I found with my job because I, I translate a lot for French-Canadian people, and it's definitely – a different language people from france will go to canada and montreal and a lot of times they won't understand the language, the language because it's a different form of french french canadian's different yeah. sure sure yeah uh, well, let me ask uh, mike with the world starting to open up um are you kind of taking a let's wait and see what happens or you know i mean because we're obviously not at the point yet where you know clubs are going to open but yeah, that's yeah. probably like phase two for somebody. So what, I, so what I'm for sure. doing is uh, what I'm thinking about doing is is going, um, contacting the states down south. I don't I don't have an agent anymore. I'm doing my own booking. So there's states that are opened up. Of course, Oklahoma, I, th I believe South Carolina, Georgia, Georgia. And yeah. One of the, yeah. one of the places that would like us to uh, people would like us to play it is is actually Oklahoma State University. Oh, so, oh, nice! I'm contacting them, and you know, Ohio State University, the other OSU, <laughs> did a huge. That's the OSU, right? Yeah, it's like <laughs> yeah, it's T-O-T-O-S-U, right? The <laughs> yeah, yeah, the place I almost went to college, but they did a huge story on us. And when we go out to the Midwest again, because we do have Ann Arbor, Michigan booked, I want to see if Ohio State University will uh, also book us. I, I do. Everybody says, keep saying that we're geared towards college, college age. How, mm -hmm. However, that that demographic, comedy, yeah. But everybody, everybody says that you know your comedy is like really geared towards college kids, and so um, uh, we're going to hit a college tour, hopefully. Yeah, you know? that'd be awesome. You know, college tours. I, I know for comedians, college tours are huge. I mean, yes. they they're, they're they're some of the biggest comedic, uh comedy followers out there. Yeah. You know, if you go to any campus uh, in in the country or the world, even you go to the, the, the you know their their um I don't know what they call them, <laughs> but you know the areas, the common areas where they they have TVs and lunch lunch areas and all that. Yeah. They always they always have comedy shows on. You know, like yeah. uh, sitcoms or night nighttime like late night shows that they love comedy sure yeah and uh, uh i did a i did a college it was really funny because you know i did what they call a stress last week you know just just uh, how to deal with stress and so i thought that they wanted me to come up with causes of stress how to deal with stress and make it funny so i, I get with the lady before, just before the show and i said okay so i got my i got my presentation she's like what do you mean she's like i want you to do straight up stand-up comedy she said i saw you at a show and i thought you were hilarious and i said oh, okay cool you know she goes but you got to be clean and i'm i said excuse me she's like you got to be clean and so i'm look I, I wrote down my set list and i'm thinking can't do that can't do that can't do that can't do that water that down and i'm like and kids are starting to come in i'm like oh my god so I had to really ad lib and just go off the top of my head. And it was really super funny. She was laughing so hard. The lady who booked me, she's falling out of her chair and she's, I'm like, who's snorting? They're like, Stacy is. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I want to give a shout out to uh, a, a friend down in Stillwater, Oklahoma. State yeah. University, and uh, you know who you are. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, you know, Mike, Mike, um, you know, you seem like a pretty clean comic the way it is. You don't have to water too much down. I'm, I think I'm, uh, I'm edgy. Okay. Yeah. I'm not, uh, I'm not raunchy. I'm edgy. Right. I'm a Christian guy too. I've had Christians like come to my show and then I, I say, listen, I'm going to give you a disclaimer. Okay. There are <laughs> things that you may hear that you will probably say, I never thought I would hear that coming out of your mouth. And I said, but let me know after the show. And I talked to everybody that comes to my show. I'm like, was I okay? They're like, yeah, you were good. You know, here's the line. You didn't cross yeah. it, but you were right up against it. You're you know? against it. <laughs> right at the well, end. there's always confession, too. There's always yeah. confession. So you can have your comedy show on Saturday night and then right. do confession there's, on Sunday. There's, there's, there's <laughs> yes, there is. Absolutely. And actually, I'll tell you, when it comes to the college things, um, one of the things I've been hearing a lot on uh, the news about COVID is that it passes around a lot more indoors than outdoors. Yes. And I think what's going to happen is – the first thing that'll open up will be you guys, you know, you guys going out and doing outdoor, which you can do at, co at colleges. Sure. That was yeah. actually kind of that Foxworthy started hugely. He really got the giant boost at the University of Florida, right? With his whole "you might be a redneck" thing. Yeah. And he was doing outdoor gigs at the football stadium. Um, and, and I could see that those kind of outdoor mid-level things, like being the next thing where because people want entertainment, but nobody yeah. wants to die. <laughs> Right. And if, if you got a better shot at, at living, and, and right? It's like right. The comedy, the comedy show. It's like your friends like knock them dead. I said that's going to be a possibility. <laughs> that that might be a possibility. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Literally. And in fourteen days. Jacksonville. Here's here's some good news, Tom. I did talk to Jacksonville, Florida. We are hoping in in sometime in August, and you know, especially with the hot weather coming down. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, summertime, whatever, especially Florida. Florida is so hot in July. Yes, it is. <laughs> so, you know, Corona is not going to, Corona is going to have to be quarantined. Yeah. I can barely see you outside. Yeah, I'm thinking Jacksonville, like we're, we're talking about doing a, um, a regional, it's like a district show for, it's either the American Legion or VFW. I can't remember which ones. I've contacted them both, but they're very interested in bringing the Big and Tall Comedy Tour down to Jacksonville. And then once we're down there, we want to hit Tampa. We want to hit Orlando. We want to hit some of these other places. I got friends and, and relatives near Jupiter. We want to hit Jupiter. And we want to do a Florida tour for about a week or two down in Florida in, in hopefully late August. So, well, and um, oh, nice. uh, if you do the American Legion, ask them if you can be outside because yeah. doing shows inside at a Legion has yeah. a history of people have died. Right. Legionnaire's disease was not a good thing years ago. I was, yeah, a, yeah. I was a young man up in Philly back then, and uh, I remember going, what happened? Yeah. And uh, it was some viral thing that got into the air conditioning unit or something and killed, like, God knows how many people. Yeah, we've done so many Legion shows. You know, we raised so much money for veterans across the country, but they are going to do uh, an outdoor show in Jacksonville. They want to do an outdoor show in, nice. in the middle of nowhere, which is great. Just if everybody knows where it is, we're good. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. Well, uh, we can help promote that too. I, yeah, I, for sure. It's a two-hour drive. I'd go up there for that. I mean, it'd yeah. be great to see you do your thing live. Yeah. Oh, I'd Thank love you. to see you live too, Mike. Uh, definitely. Yeah. In one of your shows here. Once it opens. Yeah. Can't wait to see if it. Want, if people want to see us at that Syracuse Funny Bone show, again, it's payhip, P-A-Y-H-I-P, payhip.com forward slash Mike Bova. My last name is spelled V as in boy, O, V as in Victor Ray. And That's on your hat. It's 15 bucks. Yep. You get to you get to keep it. You know, we did have it on Cling. It was like a 6.99 rental for like three days, and we could extend it. But you know, for 15 bucks, they can buy it. That's what the price of the ticket was, and and have it. Yeah. Forever. And yeah, and that's awesome. Rave, it's had rave reviews. They're like, it's one. People tell us all the time. You know, you guys are one of the funniest shows in comedy. You're you know you're funnier than we had somebody a couple of ladies that saw Pauly Shore the week they saw us. They're like, listen you both are funnier than Polly Shore. I'm like, well, thank you. I appreciate that. You know, but I'll put it up yeah. against Seinfeld. I'll put it up against Ron White. We're a great one to punch me and bigger. Now, do you, do you do shows to like on the stage together or do you just open like, you know, one does a set and you do a set? Yeah. So he, he opens up with a half hour set and then I do a half hour of stand up, and then I do a, the last half hour is all parodies. And uh, okay. once they grab the guitar, it's over at that point. You know, you get people laughing. There was one show that we did. We did a couple of shows in Stilton. I, I mentioned before the last time we were in Stilton, there was one guy who was kind of like had his arms crossed and stuff. And he said to his wife, he's like, take me home and all that. And I grabbed my guitar and I started playing. They said he was laughing so hard. He was crying. Oh, wow. Nice. <laughs> I, That's I always good. 
you know, I love hearing those stories. I love hearing when people say, you know, two days later, three days later, my gut and my face still hurt from laughing. <laughs> that it. is, that's, that's a good sign. Uh, and we all, we all need that right now. Right, Mike? And yeah, I mean, this is this definitely a, a good thing. And you know, the other thing, thing is uh you know since we've uh, interviewed you the first time mike it's it's been uh it's been it's been uh, you've been very supportive to us and i appreciate that and mm-hmm. and helping us out producing some of the episodes so I, I appreciate that and can't thank you enough for that mm-hmm. um and like again you know any anytime we can support you on the show we're going to do it yeah i appreciate that and the show you did with ed asner phenomenal yeah what a what a great guy Oh, oh yeah, he's amazing. He's really amazing, and and you know his family too. They were they were they were second to none. They really they really were 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 nice people, and uh, you know just the fact you know to have him on the phone even and and be able to talk to him about some of his old right. stories about Mary Tyler Moore was just it was just uh, an honor to to be on the phone with him again. Thanks to you, so thank you yeah. for that. I was Appreciate I was amazed that. seven years ago. He like he's ninety now. Yeah, seven years ago when I did the show, a couple of the podcasts, he was eighty-three. And I'm thinking, I had Ed Asner on the phone for an hour straight, right? It's yeah, like how right. cool was that? He's just talking away, but yeah. he loves it. And, and really, the autism awareness, getting that out there—that's a passion of his. He's got a son yeah. and grandson with autism, and uh, I just saw another podcast. There's a lot of stuff coming out because it's one in fifty-eight boys, and I think one in two hundred and sixty-three girls. So it is so prevalent, especially in boys, that we need to get mm-hmm. the awareness out there. And one of the people I'm going to try to, uh, hopefully I'm going to uh, get on your show, help you get on the show is Jenny McCarthy. Yeah. You know, Generation Rescue because right. uh, again, another advocate for autism awareness. And then there's another guy too. He used to be the, you know, uh, the lead guitar player for Anthrax, mm-hmm. Dan Spitz. He's got, he's got uh, twin sons. Both of them had, have autism. So yeah. I can get, I'm sure I can get Dan Spitz on your show if you'd like to do something like that. I know you oh, absolutely. It. Yeah, we're, we're, we're yeah. you know, we, well, it's, it's hit close to home with, with my family, uh, you know, with, with my son. Uh, so, you know, we're definitely, anytime I, we can talk about autism awareness, you know, that's definitely something I want to, I want to push on, push on the stage door show for sure. We're making mainstream, you know, getting yep. out there. Totally understand. Yeah. And I, and I appreciate that again. Um, so again, you know, Tom and, and, uh, you know, down in Florida, stay, stay cool if you can and stay in the house. I know, you know, Tom, Tom, Tom's in and out of the house all the time. So, you know, just stay safe and uh, I'm I'm essential apparently. Yeah. (laughs) You're essential. You are essential. You're essential to me too, Tom, (laughs) not just the state of Florida. I'm I'm essential too right now. I'm essentially going nowhere right now, but, uh, Hopefully well, get out of my yeah, I, th- I think I the way things are going right now, it could be before you know it, you know, we could be out and about. So, uh, you know, safely, hopefully, but, um, you know, best yeah, of luck to closer, you, Mike. Little by little. Little by little. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Mike, you know, um, best of luck to you. And, again, thanks for everything you've done for our show. And, uh, you know, whatever we can do for you, again, you know, we're here for you. And It's uh, been fun. You know, I've enjoyed it, it yeah, every time we've done team. this. Yeah, it's been fun. Thanks, guys. Um, it's good to laugh. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, yeah, we all need a laugh right now. So again, thank you for that. Thank you for letting us laugh. And, uh, and, you know, again, we'll hopefully be talking to you very soon. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for having Mark on as well. Absolutely. Oh, thank, thank you, Mike. Okay. We'll pleasure. see you. Thank you. Stay safe. Wash your hands. <laughs>